0: I am super excited about today's guest. She was actually one of the first people on my list of potential guests when this podcast was still just an idea. Even though our styles are totally different, her wedding was one of the biggest inspirations when planning mine. She and her husband, Jimmy, had the most gorgeous wedding on a ranch that, honestly, from the pictures, looks like it's kind of just in the middle of a huge rural field along the California coast. But the detail that really stuck out to me was that all their guests camped together on property in these like beautiful glamping yurts, and the aesthetic was amazing. Everyone was just matching, and... Anyways, when Adam and I first started planning and decided that we also wanted our guests to stay in one place, she was actually the very first person I reached out to for advice. But enough from me. Now she's here to share some of that advice, describe the details in her own words, and maybe share some stories that didn't make it to social media. Hannah Kohler, welcome to On Brand Brides. Thank you. That was actually
1: really sweet. I actually, I, I forgot that you messaged me. I think I sent you like eight paragraphs in return. So <laughs> hopefully I can be a little more concise today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or not. It doesn't matter. I found everything True. you said to be so useful. Um, So I'm sure that the audience will definitely get some of that today. I hope so. Before we get into like the wedding itself, Hannah, how would you describe your brand, your style, your aesthetic? Oh, that's a really tough question. Honestly, like... I so badly, like if you
1: had asked me this before the wedding, I would have been like, I don't have an aesthetic. Like I have, you know, a mood board and it's like this and that, and it's marrying like Pride and Prejudice literature and like (laughs) old, like 1980s ads from Ralph Lauren, like just everywhere kind of throwing it on the mood board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it, it kind of speaks to like who I am as a person. And then suddenly, like when you're in the thralls of wedding planning, you also have to realize like, hey. I have a partner here and I have to figure yes. out how to add them into it. So um, I would say my aesthetic is very different than the actual aesthetic our wedding ended up being, mm-hmm. but there were definitely some elements in there. So my brand would probably be like much more reclusive and uh, not as big of a, sh- a show as our wedding ended up being. It was quite a yeah. production. And my personality is much more introverted than that.
0: Yeah. So would you say like a lot of that came from Jimmy, like that side of the wedding?
1: Yeah, I think unintentionally. Like he just had ideas and I was like that's great. Like he wanted to have he we called our wedding Coachella after Lollapalooza. Oh, he was like yeah. I wanted to feel like a festival and I was like okay, how can I pare down a festival with something that feels like it's us and a little more intimate? Mm-hmm. And like somehow that's what we ended up with was Hitting the, the California coastline for a three-day sort of glamping adventure. Yeah.
0: A little wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so obsessed with your wedding. I like I cannot even describe. Um you know. so my intro really didn't do your wedding justice. How would you kind of describe your wedding in your own words?
1: It felt like an experience that we knew we wanted to create, but really mm-hmm. weren't sure how. And we had never been to a wedding like that. And Honestly, right. I don't think we ever will, just seeing how much work and <laughs> all the, the yeah. kind of what we put our friends through, making them go out to the middle of nowhere. But um, yeah, I think it was just like a very, I want to say unique, but that feels so cliche. Everyone's wedding's unique. I don't
0: know. Well, as it should be, but I yeah, I really loved it. I think like the, having everyone kind of camping out in one place is just like yeah. you said, a very unique experience that they're all never going to forget. Logistically
1: speaking, like I could never plan events, like getting toilets there and stuff for like three days. I had no idea what I was signing up for when I came up with that idea. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, probably wouldn't do it again. Like we were having (laughs) brunch the morning after the wedding and the guy came like four hours early to pick up all the toilets. So everyone's sitting outside in like beautiful field eating breakfast and like porta potties are just rolling by (laughs) us. We're like, all right. Is what it is, like nothing you can do about it, I
0: guess. So I remember you told me that you didn't have a planner and you just had like a day of coordinator and it sounds like you really had to plan every detail. Can you kind of walk us through like what that means? Like besides these bathrooms, what were you coordinating?
1: It was madness. Yeah, I had like several Excel sheets all just feeding into each other. Um, I Mm -hmm. would actually attribute a lot of my Excel skills to planning the wedding. (laughs) So (laughs) It, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Like, I felt like I had kind of this blueprint in my mind mm-hmm. of everything I needed to piece together and actually like, yes, relying on people to help delegate was really important. So I didn't have a wedding planner, but I had my mom and you know, I had my mm-hmm. bridesmaids and occasionally I had Jimmy's help. So it, <laughs> I was able, yeah, occasionally, rarely, I should say. Um, but I was able to get people to kind of like help that, you know, different vendors or food options or whatever it was. So yeah. I wasn't alone, but definitely in terms of like trying to track everything, like I wish I had been doing more research and like found a tool that would have been useful. I know there's plenty mm-hmm. that exists now, but I was just keeping track of everything in like these crazy long Excel spreadsheets.
0: Yeah. Not ideal. That's... Yeah. I totally get it. I definitely felt similar where I planned everything. It was a four day ordeal mm-hmm. and I had so much fun and I enjoyed it so much, but I was definitely really relieved when it was all over. Yeah.
1: It's exhausting. Yeah. My day of coordinator, I like handed her like a printed packet of everything like <laughs> a week before we met and we like got, I think we got like lunch together and I was like, here you go. Like, let me know what you need me to walk you through. And she was like, you've like highlighted things. She's like, this is so, organized but I was like yeah because I'm literally just like dumping my brain onto you and being like here go with the plan and if something yeah. goes awry like figure it out in the way I would so thankfully she was she was fantastic and we had no issues but nice. I honestly I, I think she ended up hiding some things from me unfortunately <laughs> I'm, I'm Hindsight, sure she did. But <laughs> yeah. yeah I think at one point I scheduled for a yoga instructor to come and I don't think she oh. ever showed up and still oh. to this day like no one has told me I have no idea (laughs) if the yoga instructor came or not. (laughs) Well, obviously, you didn't do yoga then. I didn't. I was like, oh, the guests will want to. Yeah. No (laughs) one's ever mentioned. They never. Yeah. No one's ever been like, oh, the yoga instructor was great. Like, so.
0: (laughs) So either she was really bad or she wasn't there. Exactly. (laughs) So what was your vision going into the wedding?
1: I just like, I knew I wanted something that was going to be cozy and like very secluded and very Mm -hmm. immersive. And we knew that we weren't going to have phone service. We knew that Wi-Fi was going to be super spotty. So like. Yeah. Our friends and family really had to trust us that they were coming out there and we were going to take care of them. And I really hope we did. I haven't heard any complaints afterwards, (laughs) but like they had to trust that, you know, it was going to be a safe environment and they were going to be fed at the end of the day. Um, Mm -hmm. So my vision was really like, I just wanted everyone to be together and to not be like on their cell phones the entire time and like not Mm -hmm. be. I felt like a lot of weddings I've gone to, you're kind of like, there for the event, and then you go back to your hotel after, it, and like yes. maybe there's an after party, but even the after party, it feels a little disjointed. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not like fully committed to celebrating with these people, like you know, as long as you might want to. Um, right. and so my goal is really to give people the option to like come be with us and celebrate with us in the way that yeah. we would hope that the people closest to us would want to. So, right. um, yeah, like a lot of the details were just elements that i liked or things that made sense for us as a couple but like what i would say like really random but um our seating charts for Mm -hmm. guests for where to sit they were actually giant poster boards with like historic battles we both like military history Wow! so they would be like fun facts of like a different battle and you got basically assigned to like a a a table that was actually like the battle of hastings or something and um (laughs) like the fun facts related to the Battle of Hastings and then like somehow it would tie back to us. So I'll have Wait, to so find cute. an example. But and also I think our our wedding was like on the weekend with the finale of Game of Thrones or something. So like one of oh. them was like a battle from Game of Thrones. So so <laughs> random, but nice, nice ended up being quirky. Um But yeah, yeah, there were just like a lot of small things like that, where if you knew us as a couple, you're like, Oh, it makes sense. But I don't think I got a single picture of those seating charts. So some of it is just locked in people's memories, hopefully.
0: How did you kind of like structure the three days um, with this in mind of like wanting people to be spending time and mingling <clears> together?
1: Yeah, we knew that the first day that we got there, we wanted to be primarily family and we had a pretty mm-hmm. big bridal party too. So on the property, there's a huge barn. We had like over 30 yurts set up, but then there's also a main house that had, I wanna say like between 10 and 12 bedrooms where most of our family stayed. Um, so the first day we knew people would come in, we wanted to give them sort of like a welcome dinner and like we did s'mores. Um, my cousin was fantastic. She put together these like really cute s'mores kits. And then down at the house, we did a rehearsal dinner, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really a rehearsal dinner. It was just kind of like all of us hanging out and yeah, some people, we did some of our speeches then to kind of get like, I don't know, the vibe. Right. Um, right. Right. And so set the tone exactly yeah like the people that we care about you know the most who know us the best like we just wanted to hear from everybody so we ended up having yeah. quite a few speeches and toasts throughout the weekend but that was kind of the first day was just like getting everybody together and marrying all of our groups of friends together which was super Mm -hmm. interesting I'm pretty sure my best friend did like astrology readings for like 80 people that night like she didn't know anyone and she was just like (laughs) she was walking up to people she's like I can tell your aura is (laughs) yeah so that was interesting and then we knew the next day was the wedding and like it was just a whole kind of big Big day. And then Mm -hmm. the day after, we did like a goodbye brunch and like everyone Mm -hmm. kind of hung around until lunchtime and then went their separate ways. So we basically tried to take like everything that you would have at like a regular, quote unquote, normal wedding somewhere else at like a hotel or wherever and kind of just bring it all to one spot
0: that we controlled for the weekend. Well, I feel like it definitely worked really well. I know like a handful of other people who were guests at your wedding and from their stories, (laughs) like. Like, or their Instagram stories and everything, like the whole weekend, it looked like everyone was just having so much fun. It's actually really funny because when I was planning my wedding, I mentioned yours to a friend who like totally different circles, went to a different college um and everything and I was saying like oh they had this beautiful wedding where everyone clamped and she was like wait was so and so at this wedding I've seen that wedding on my Instagram too and it's just pretty crazy like how far of a reach your wedding had
1: I love that I had no idea I felt like it was so like insular so it's nice to hear
0: yeah I feel like your pictures were very iconic and I kind of mentioned earlier in the intro I feel like all of your guests matched the aesthetic of the wedding as well how did you coordinate that
1: I was so surprised. Um, I put like a blurb on our wedding website that was, I think it was like the verbiage was like, wear the one thing you've always dreamed you had an excuse to wear. Like this is your excuse. Yes. I wanted people to just like dress up and wear something that was fun and represented them. Cause like, I hate mm-hmm. dress codes, but I love to yeah. dress up. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some people really followed it. Like I think my cousin's husband wore like this bright blue checkered suit and like <laughs> he looked fantastic, but yeah. you know, it was definitely like the way outside of his comfort zone. So people just mm-hmm. really embraced it. Um, and then even like all of my bridesmaids, like I just told them like anything that's like a beige or cream or gold or like anything that feels like it would be something mellow, like a neutral without feeling dull was kind of like how I was trying to describe it. Um, and we did like a lot of vintage shopping together. It's just like fun ways to get together. Like as you know, a whole group of bridesmaids, um, they all just like fit in perfectly. And then my cousin flew out from England and she actually did like a Bible reading at our ceremony. And I didn't tell her what to wear at all. I completely spaced and somehow like she matched the bridesmaids perfectly. She just like intrinsically knew. And I was like, this is great. So (laughs) our pictures looked fantastic. Um, I'll attribute that to to my bridesmaids and our guests for being really great at knowing how to dress
0: and not yeah. my
1: instruction giving
0: but well sometimes I think that like you said you kind of communicated out you know dress your best like what you want but then yeah. also your guests theoretically know you really well right and kind of like know your style and like what you would yeah. really love and kind of use that to say like I know that Hannah would love this dress and I love this dress so I'm gonna wear it
1: actually didn't think about that that's really sweet I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> choose to think that's what they all did it <laughs> (laughs) dressed for me that
0: day. I believe it. I believe it. I had one friend who she wore this like really sexy, like backless dress to my wedding. And when I saw her in that dress, I was like, I love your dress. It was so good. It was so perfect for the wedding. And she literally told me that she's like, oh I was it's like I feel like for some weddings it might be too sexy but I knew for yours you would love it so she's channeling I, you yeah I, love that. I, <laughs> I really love that and I think that I'm really just like loving this trend of hearing more and more brides like do non-traditional dress codes because like you said mm-hmm. I don't really like a dress code like I don't know what cocktail formal really means because everyone kind of dresses up the same level of formalness regardless of what yeah. it says
1: it's all the same dresses I'm seeing from like Revolve or something every yes. time I go to a wedding. Yes. Revolve so or Reformation. It's hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, I like tend to squirm a little bit when I get a wedding invite and it's like, you know, semi formal or like cocktail, like, all right, like, I'm just gonna dig in my closet and grab something and hope that it's right. I I recently just went to a wedding. And I did not guess correct at all. (laughs) I went sexy when I should have not gone sexy. And I felt I felt the weight of that for the entire evening. And so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully people that came to my wedding did not feel that way. And they felt comfortable. That was the goal.
0: Speaking of guests, we were talking about earlier, everyone being really okay with coming, and trusting you and everything did you get any pushback or like concern from guests about like the camping the whole situation
1: no actually and like we gave a lot of airbnb options and hotel options Mm -hmm. that were like i'm not gonna say close because nothing was exactly close but within like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so people that weren't comfortable glamping um ended up staying in Airbnbs or hotels like Jimmy's family and my family, like some of our aunts and uncles ended up like staying in like these giant Airbnbs together, which actually ended up being really nice because they got to know each other better. But also I think one thing I tried to be cognizant of is like when you're at a hotel and if you forget a toothbrush, like you can call down to concierge or whatever and they'll bring you up a toothbrush. So I created in one of the barns um, on the property, I did like a, a shop, but it was just like all stuff that you could come in and take. And I had everything from like, You know, extra toothpaste to like. I had like a whole rack of extra gowns. So if you're something that (gasps) like you, fortunately, I work in fashion, so I have access to (laughs) some of these things. But I had like a whole like sample sale rack of like different dresses and gowns. So if you suddenly were like, I hate what I'm wearing, you can't run, you know, to the store to pick something else. Morning of, like, go into the barn and just take a dress. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there. I'm trying to think of what else. I had like a bunch of stacks, like waters like anything you might need that you could just like throw in your yurt. I think we had like mm-hmm. like a whole bucket of like Advil and like stuff for hangovers. <laughs> nice.
0: So yes. Yeah. What else were like the really important things to you when you were planning? Like we absolutely must have this. We absolutely must do this.
1: I knew immediately that the right person to
0: be our efficient was my brother.
1: And I okay. think at first Jimmy wasn't as sure. Um my brother's younger than us and he's never mm-hmm. been married. He has, you know, I would say at that time, he had limited relationship experience. So Jimmy was kind of like, is this the right person to be marrying us? And I knew without any doubt, I was like, yes. This is the perfect person. And um, the one comment I actually get the most from people who attended our wedding was how great my brother was it's an efficient, wow. how personal and authentic he made the whole ceremony feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually several of our friends who have ended up officiating weddings and, you know, in the yeah. ensuing years have reached out to him for advice, which I think is so sweet. So that is so cool. That was a huge thing for me was, was my brother being our efficient. And then I knew I wanted our dog to be there. Um mm-hmm. I didn't know how because he's like this giant golden retriever who is like not socially appropriate at all. He will <laughs> jump on you and bark. As Golden uh, so, do. <laughs> exactly. As I'm sure you probably can hear throughout this recording downstairs. Um, but I knew we wanted him to be there. And so my dad actually brought like a giant motor home because dogs weren't allowed in the house on the property. Um, okay. And my parents stayed in a motor home at the property and that way we had our dog and our dog was able to stay. I told my dad he wasn't allowed to bring his dog but of course like <laughs> somehow in In the middle of the afternoon, like after our ceremony, I see his dog running around the property in a tuxedo, like a dog tuxedo.
0: Wait, that's really cute.
1: It was really cute, but I was like, dude, you are not supposed to be here. So
0: (laughs) ended up being uh, fine. Did anything else like unexpected happen? So many things. Like
1: the morning of, I think our wedding, there was a giant beehive that suddenly like showed up in the groomsman's like house um so where all like jimmy and like all of his groomsmen were supposed to get ready for the day there was just like this giant beehive with bees flying in and out and like my dad being like The person he is, he's like, I got a hose. Like, I'm just gonna spray the bees. And we're like, A, that's stupid. That's dangerous. B, like, I don't think you can actually do that to bees. I think that there's some sort of protective regulations in place against just killing a bunch of bees. (laughs) Yeah. So we ended up having to like call like a bee remover and get them to rush over from like San Francisco. So it was like three hours for this bee remover to come and clean out all the bees. It was like a whole ordeal, which My day of coordinator handled gracefully, so I appreciate her immensely. But yeah, there was that. I think at one point the ovens weren't working, and so there was like nowhere nearby where they could like go and use ovens. So um, did all the catering
0: people like um, work in the house?
1: They didn't. They had a separate kitchen. Um, So I think the backup plan was going to have them be like to move into the house. But instead, my mom, my mom works in restaurants, and she's like very sharp, very quick on her toes. She she Mm -hmm. quickly worked with the caterer to redo the menu so that all the appetizers were cold appetizers at first while they were able to like troubleshoot the ovens. So I didn't even realize but like all the cold appetizers came out first for everybody and then Mm -hmm. like 30 minutes later, they got the ovens working and they started like slowly bringing things out. But I had no idea. But it ended up working out really, really nicely. And then I'm trying to think of what else. Like, I feel like there were so many random small things that just went awry. And like, I had no idea until after for the most part. I'm trying to think of anything else.
0: Wait, so question real quick about the catering and everything. So what exactly was included at the venue that you were at?
1: Nothing. Oh, okay. (laughs) The venue was just a space.
0: So we had to
1: bring in absolutely everything. So for all of the food that we had Mm -hmm. there, like for the breakfast food, for the rehearsal food, um, most of it was Costco. We went to Costco. Oh, okay, all of our cool. flowers were from Costco. So wow. everything, yeah, everything got picked up from Costco um, like the first morning that we were there. Mm-hmm. And then um, we brought in all of our own alcohol. We brought in like just like some random like extra food. But like for the most part, most of it was picked up from Costco. And then we had. Um, For the rehearsal dinner, we had, like, caterer come that just brought sandwiches, but, like, all the sides and everything were all stuff that we made at the house. And then we had, for the reception caterer, we had this wonderful German woman who made, like, very authentic German food for everybody. Um, But she just came in for, like, three hours, made all the food, and then took off. So all the rest of the night and everything, it was, like, Costco croissants, like – Eat as much as you want. It was <laughs> literally, like, I-, I couldn't have
0: had my wedding without Costco. <laughs> Truly uh color palooza. Why German food?
1: I don't know. I wanted to, like, pay homage to, like, my grandfather who um, passed away, and he was very German, and his whole side of the family was German. And I don't know. It just, like, ended up being, that like, one of the great caterers that was in the area was this yeah. sweet little German woman. I was like, you just speak to my soul. So, um, Love that. yeah, we subjected everybody to, like, schnitzel for all the whole night, which <laughs> Hey, I love Great. <laughs> I didn't eat dinner the night of, like, which I feel like people always warn you. They're like, you gotta stop, you gotta eat food. Like, don't forget. Yeah. And like, of course I didn't eat a single thing. I was so nervous, so excited, mm-hmm. talking to everybody. Um, but I had all of it the next morning and I was like, this is the
0: best breakfast ever. Like, <laughs> I should eat schnitzel for breakfast every day. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So what are some of like the details that you really love that um, maybe we haven't talked about yet?
1: The biggest thing for me was our photographer.
0: You said you like started with the photographer, right? Yeah,
1: I like very early on in planning like I think before I even was like technically quote-unquote planning when I was Mm -hmm. just like purely on Pinterest getting inspiration and like before and after
0: being engaged uh
1: you can come up with your own conclusion I don't want to admit that (laughs) Fair. if Jimmy's listening it was after for sure um but I found I found these like really beautiful photographs of this venue and like this place where people were getting married that just seemed really remote and on the coast and like um I fell in love with the photos themselves first. And I was like, this is so cool. And I went on this this woman's website and her name is Freda and she actually was a wedding photographer and the pictures were her own wedding. So a lot of the pictures that I saw first were her wedding. And then she went back there later and shot other people's weddings there. So as I like started stalking this photographer, I fell in love with like her wedding concept and the photos that she was actually taking and she did a lot of like editorial work and It just felt like really, I don't want to say like ethereal, but like there was something that felt really kind of otherworldly about the photos she would take. She was just great at capturing these candid moments in a really beautiful way. And um, I think I just, yeah, like instantly became obsessed with her. And then I I think my first phone call with her, I was like, what is this venue? Like, where are these photos being taken? I can't find it anywhere. So she connected me with the venue actually. And then I just kind of like snowballed from there of just using like local vendors and people who mm-hmm. knew the terrain. And like, I ended up working with, um, like this, it's like a furniture company, but like he does way more than that. It was like everything from like all the like electrical, you know, setup and everything to oh, like okay. actually yeah. renting like rugs and mm-hmm. renting, you know, chairs and tables, um, and so I worked with this guy named Matt Roland, who was very local to, to the venue, and he helped me like understand like where to put everything knowing that there's a slope here or, you know, oh, um, yeah. like, it's been raining and so you can't actually use this like, you know, the water is going to pool over here like we can't mm-hmm. put a chair over there so like all those details, the few weeks before the wedding, like actually figuring out where to blueprint everything and put it, yeah. I had to rely on these people because I was seven hours away from the venue and I had no idea. Um, but yeah. that ended up being, yeah, like Freda introduced me to all these people. So I ended up being like very collaborative with my photographer. I, still like I'm in love with her five years later
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I'm in love with her work um (laughs) I think uh you really kind of bring up a good point like there's so much to be said about working with vendors who are familiar with Mm -hmm. your venue already and the space um especially in a situation like yours where um it's not just a ballroom but it's like A piece of land and you're going to have to bring electricity and restrooms and housing and everything.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of trust that I didn't realize what I was signing up for. And like I, I was very type A throughout the whole process of wedding planning. So handing over that trust to people that I just didn't know was very tough, but like I went up there a few times and met with them in person and it was just like, the more you got to know them and the more you got to like, kind of see this community that's built around Elf, you kind of felt like you were part of this small town, you know, yeah. vibe. And I was like, this is like a Hallmark movie. Like they're taking yeah. me in, they're getting, you know, getting to know me and they're helping me create like this wonderful event for three days. So um, I'm really thankful to yeah. all the vendors who got to work with. They were incredible. Yeah, no complaints except for maybe yeah. the bathroom guy. That was the only guy I did not like. <laughs> that was just cuz he can't, he got he got the toilets too early, but other than that it was fine.
0: Are there things that you wish you did differently?
1: There are. I would actually say like the advice I give to my friends now who are getting married, like I thought going into wedding planning, I think I've told you earlier, like I wanted to be unique and like original to me. And so my idea on traditions was kind of like, F that, like, uh, you know, I don't need to do like a cake cutting or like, you know, I wanted to have a father daughter dance. But like, you know, I didn't tell Jimmy like, oh, reminder, like you should dance with your mom. Like all these things that are pretty like traditional or like throwing the bouquet or anything so we skipped a lot of that and hindsight I wish that I had paid a little bit more attention to why those traditions are there in the first place because there's certain memories that they create that you just can't get back so like while I love that I had a dance with my dad we danced to Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice
0: oh my god what a great was incredible.
1: song it was great um but Jimmy didn't dance with his mom and he didn't know that that was like a thing and I didn't tell him so I have a lot of guilt for not like you know, encouraging that tradition. Um, And then our cakes, we didn't cut our cakes like I forgot they existed. And like I actually never saw our wedding cakes that night. I've seen them in pictures, but like
0: didn't see the cake, didn't eat the cake. Yeah. So I feel like that's half the reason people have a cake is to like have that moment to cut it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we didn't have that. Like and then since we were all staying in the property, there was like no exit or, you know, no no like gesture of like this, you know, sparkler moment or whatever. We didn't have some of those things. So not that I regret it. I just have a new appreciation, I think. And my advice to friends who are getting married now is to just really consider those moments and make sure that it's something you're okay with not having the memory of and not just cutting it for the sake of being original because I think I kind of I did that a little more than I probably would have liked to knowing what I know now.
0: You're the second bride now that I've talked to that's said something similar where um, Anne on like, ugh, I don't know, episode 11, I'll have to double check that one. <laughs> but she also kind of regretted like not having the cake moment and like some of those things. And it's so funny, because like a lot of people are on the opposite spectrum is like, Oh, I don't care about a bouquet toss. I like, wish mm-hmm. we didn't do that. And I think you make such a good point is, that like just be really intentional with the things that you are and are not doing and like don't do it or don't not do it like just for the sake of for the sake of yeah like think about why you want to do it or why you don't care to.
1: and like I didn't realize that people like I was always like oh it's so silly that people put so much effort into their first dance like what does it matter and Mm -hmm. Jimmy and I looked like total buffoons on the dance floor like Oh, my God. I was like shimmying. Like there was no rhyme or reason for how we were dancing. And then I think like three months later, three months later, we went to like our some of our friends wedding like up in Napa. And it was beautiful wedding. They had the most beautiful choreographed first dance. And I looked at Jimmy. and I was like, what the fuck? That we should have done that. Like how? Yeah, I should have YouTubed it. Like, yeah. So (laughs) wish that I had paid a little more attention to some of the things that I just kind of dismissed very early on because. Yeah. um, yeah knowing what I know now I'm like a killer first dance like that's gonna set the it, tone for the evening and
0: it it, totally it looks co- I think you had an incredible first dance if I'm not mistaken yeah I, I, I saw that. that I saw ours that was pretty incredible <laughs> uh we definitely worked really hard but it was worth it oh for I sure. don't doubt it and it like it tells your guests like hey
1: look like we put a, not just a lot of work into planning this but like we've practiced our relationship. Like we know how to work yeah. together.
0: Yeah. That's such a good point is like, we really did work through a lot in our relationship by doing that dance. Um, Adam hates dancing. It was very frustrated. So <laughs> like just working through it together and like reminding ourselves, like we're doing this because we care and because we want to have fun. So really just taking something that's like stressful and reminding yourself like to have fun with it. I love
1: that. I do. I think similar, like writing your own vows, va- like Jimmy and I wrote our own vows. And like, to me, I was like, that's us showing each other, like we're both thinking about it, you know, leading up to the wedding. I thought yeah. we were both thinking about it leading up to the wedding. I'm not <laughs> sure how far ahead he was thinking about it. Um, but I was like, this is like our way of showing people like we've really thought and been, you know, intentional about our relationship. And like, we're showing everyone. Um, and I felt so good about our vows. Until yeah. right after the ceremony, the first person that came up to us and approached us, they did not say congratulations. Jimmy swears he's like, "Oh no, they said congratulations first." They did not. It was, it was a relative. I'm not going to say which side of the family, but it was a relative okay. that came up to us, and they were like, "Jimmy's vows. Jimmy's vows were a lot better than yours."
0: Like, Wait, what? Nice. How rude! <laughs> That's so. The first comment we got
1: was just telling me how Jimmy's vows are better. Yeah. So I was like, Aww. "That feels really good." Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, that person. So was glad you're here. Excited again.
1: <laughs> we had yeah, we had some fun. Moments. We had like when my best friend was giving a speech um, at our reception, like some like another family member started heckling her, and it was what? just like yeah there were just some inappropriate inappropriate oh moments why but is like, it
0: always family I don't know distant family
1: Can we leave distant it at family that?
0: yeah not like your immediate family so we've kind of talked a little bit about like all of the things you you know you may have done differently or whatever is there anything that you just wish you knew before the wedding
1: I wish I understood how expensive it was going to be for our guests
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I want to believe that like I was taking that into consideration but I think selfishly I wasn't or at least not enough and I know that to stay in the yurts and to go out there and like it was so remote like I can't vividly express just how like isolated this destination was so it ended up being like you know a vacation for our friends and like um While I am so appreciative that they spent the money and they like chose to do this with us, I also realized like if you were in the bridal party, like you didn't really have a choice. Like, you know, you kind of had to. And um, I wish I had taken that into consideration a little bit more and made it maybe a little bit more accessible for certain people instead of just like being like, oh, they can do it. They'll figure it out. Um, so that's kind of the one thing I wish I knew beforehand, or at least I wish I had just paused to be more considerate of beforehand. I feel like a bitch thinking about it now, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, I guess.
0: no, it's, 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 it's a tough line to walk because like you do want to have the day that you want, but then you also want mm-hmm. to take people into consideration, but also you don't want to like be planning everything purely based on like what other people are going to want or what's going to be best for them. It's, it's tough. It's
1: really hard. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's It's a tough balance, especially when, like, I just let the details, like, just compound and compound to where it ended up being, like, you know, went from being, like, oh, it'll be a remote destination to, like, it'll be three days, and, like, people are going to have to fly in, and not only do you have to fly in, you have to get a rental car, and not only do you have to get a rental (laughs) car, you have to drive it to somewhere where you, like, will be inaccessible for work, so you have to take time off of work, and, like, yeah, I wasn't the most accommodating to our guests and our friends. But that being said, they're all incredibly fantastic. And I know how much they love us. So everyone made it work that, that yeah. we really wanted to be there, which was great.
0: I think we need to normalize also just people feeling okay with declining, like mm-hmm. attending something if they, you know, it's not like within their means. And yeah. also just like brides being okay with people not being able to come because your wedding may be less accessible. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, we can always celebrate together some other time. Yeah, I think to that point, I will say I
1: the one thing I do wish people understood, and I think you don't probably realize this until you are in the middle of wedding planning, is that how much work and how. I don't want to say inconsiderate, but kind of inconsiderate Inconsiderate it is when you RSVP'd for a wedding and then you just don't show up and you don't tell anyone. Did that happen to you? Yeah, we had quite a few people who RSVP'd and who we were fully expecting to be there. Like one of my really good family friends who I've known since we were like two, I was so excited that she was going to be there. And then I was looking around for her her at our wedding and I saw her dad and I didn't see her and I was like, Hey, where is she? He's like, Oh, she couldn't come. And I was like, when did you guys know that? Like, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. So like that, that sort of thing that sucks. I wish people wouldn't do that,
0: but that's so not okay. That's like not human decency. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Um, F that person, uh, very rude. I think everyone (laughs) knows that weddings are expensive and that it's, like with any, it's not even a wedding. It's like, if you said you told someone that you like committed to doing something, if you can't anymore, the least you can do is tell the other person so that they have the right expectations. Yeah.
1: And then it made me like question the relationship. I'm like, am I somebody she feels comfortable with? Like all these things. And when I talked to her afterwards, she was like, I just didn't want to let you down. I'm like, okay, we're fine. It's fine. But I was like, just a little transparency and just like a little consideration as a guest also yeah. does go a long way. Well, yeah.
0: you're too nice. I'm going to say that I would be way more disappointed to find out <laughs> my wedding you're not coming than in advance. So like it's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> okay. Hannah, do you have any okay. final thoughts for the audience?
1: Um, Yeah, I do. I'm sure I do. Uh, biggest one is just be very intentional about what you do and do not choose to do in terms of traditions. I think I touched on that pretty aggressively already, but like, (laughs) I can't reiterate that enough. And then I guess the other one is just like, don't be afraid or don't feel pressured by people. Um, One thing I really struggled with during wedding planning was getting so many ideas from people that I love and like from my mom or from my mother-in-law. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of it, like I know it came from really good place. They're like, Oh, we want to help you. We want to do this. But like at the end of the day, I think I had a few tough conversations where I put my foot down. I was like, that's just not me. That's just not to me. Like we don't like that. We don't want that. Um, And it's uncomfortable, but like, just don't be afraid to have the tough conversations and set boundaries now because five years later, when you have a one-year-old that's screaming and crying and acting a fool in front of these people, if you have not already drawn boundaries, you will
0: certainly learn to do so. And that comes from personal experience. So true. So true. Snaps, like facts. I totally agree. (laughs) Um, Wedding planning is definitely that time where I learned to set boundaries with family and also friends. And also was for me like the time I just had to make some like hard decisions about whether like relationships and stuff were worth the upkeep Um, Mm -hmm. because yeah.
1: I had no idea going into it, like how closely you end up reassessing relationships you have with people, even like bridesmaids. Like I didn't, I couldn't choose a maid of honor. I couldn't do it. So I was like, I have 10 best friends this is you guys like I love all of you so much you all represent different parts of my life but I'm not choosing a maid of honor because I can't choose a favorite like you all are all are my favorites that's why you're here um so they handled that very well because like for all of them I'm like I better be your maid of honor for uh, you know what's up so fortunately none of them did that to me but I had 10 maid of honors.
0: I have a lot of respect for people these days who just choose to have no bridesmaids um, because I feel like that's a a pretty good move too. (laughs) Yeah, I knew, I was
1: like, I need people who feel obligated to help EP at the end of the night though. Like- If I didn't have a bridesmaids, I was like, then you got like, I need you to know you guys are the ones on deck to help me at any given point. And so, yes, one of my favorite memories, actually, I completely forgot about this till just now was the morning of the wedding. I think I woke up at like three or four in the morning, couldn't sleep. And my friends were all staying up in the yurts. And I ran up there with a flashlight and woke up two of my best friends from high school. And we had like a two-hour dance party by ourselves on the dance floor at like four in the morning, the morning of my wedding. Oh my god! And we just like it was so, we like lit like lanterns around us, and we just danced like from everything from like Taylor Swift to like old like like ABBA songs. We were just having so yeah. much fun. And then as soon as the sun started to rise and people started to wake up, we're like, "All
0: right, see you later. Like we gotta that go." So cute. Oh my god. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. What a great way to just start like an amazing day because i feel like sometimes it starts off stressfully
1: because like you just have all this nervous
0: energy right i was like i gotta dance not a good dancer though so thank god i
1: think one of them has like a video recording on their phone yeah but.
0: yeah okay hannah where can listeners find you
1: uh on instagram my handle is at h ray k ray is r-e-i-g-h And no one has ever guessed what that means, but Ray is just my middle name. So it's literally just my name,
0: H-Ray K. That's honestly what I guessed, so. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Everyone's always like, what is, what is Frick? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) It's just H-Ray K. Maybe because I knew that you, like, uh change your name to like letter k and i think it used to be h ray c didn't it
1: it was yeah for commons so
0: (laughs) yeah i've secretly been following you for a long time (laughs) (laughs) thanks i appreciate it (laughs) yeah your insta is so aesthetic i'm literally obsessed with you um everybody go follow hannah so we can all fangirl together Um, (laughs) and of course i will also be posting some content to the podcast instagram at on brand rides thank you again Hannah I had so much fun yeah thank you so much I appreciate it this has been such a fun chat thank you for having me (laughs) for sure okay love you bye bye